nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash thenerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode! Welcome back to the Nerdcore Podcast, a podcast that reviews movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 421, and as always, it is the sick, ill, nerdy Chicano here to host the show on, so our wonderful co-host, Ingeta. What's up, up, everybody? That's right. Nerdy Chicano is ill. The illest. <laughs> the illest, her realist. Yep, yep. Uh, live to you all on a Friday, because we couldn't go live yesterday, um was out on a uh, birthday dinner with my mom so where i was like hey that's important bro go and do that so we, i already had watched the film so you know we were like good it's fine we can do this tomorrow yeah so um, we're here to finally open up our month of sofia coppola and looking at the films of sofia coppola and uh we'll have more to talk about why this month will probably what's called uh move into the next month so uh yeah Brad, what have you been up to? I know you put some meat on the smoker right now. I put some meat on the smoker right now. And, um, yeah, fucking smokers are just fancy. Look, I got a little app. Tells me the temperature it's at. Has a timer and has a probe. My grill's got four probes. I can put four different pieces of meat. It's bougie as shit, man. Like, I don't know what to do with this life. (laughs) You know, know, I'm going into this kind of blind. I'm like, okay, I know a temperature. I know a time frame. Who the fuck knows how it's going to turn out this first time? Yeah. I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, like I told my wife, like, I, 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 like you might need to like bring home pizza by the end of this. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, that's funny, dude. Um, I, I just, dude, I just like I look at that shit. I'm like, the fuck is going on here, man? Like, Brad, the thing is, like, you all need to understand, like, Brad's like fucking cheap as shit, right? You know, Red's super cheap, you know, but like somehow he's all good for what's it called, uh. For this sort of uh, high living with a smoker, I mean, I mean, I, I, so I have a charcoal grill. I've had this charcoal. I got the charcoal grill as a wedding gift, so I've had this charcoal grill for almost six years, and I've just used that. So if you think about it, what I spent on this grill, like I haven't spent on this other grill for like six years. I haven't spent shit on this grill other than buying charcoal for it. Yeah. So. And yeah, my charcoal grill. Either I replace it, or I need to get like some ceramic, um, ceramic inserts into it. I need to do something for it because it's pretty bad off right now. Yeah, but uh, I might just use my smoker anyway because it <laughs> it can do searing at like six hundred degrees. It can cook pizzas at six hundred degrees. Um, but right now I'm smoking uh, Chuck roast at like two ten with the coffee, coffee uh, chili rub. So hopefully it turns out. Dude, that's fucking nuts. You got the smoker, you got the new truck, you know, you got a lot of things going on out there. Yeah, come visit me, you know, treat you right. <laughs> hopefully March. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but yeah, hope everyone's having a great day. Um, nothing too special out here with me. Um, woke up, still sick. Ate 
leftovers from Cheddar's. I took my meds, knocked the fuck out. Woke up, Brad messaged, messaged me. I said, hey, I got to go take a shower. I had a shower, now I'm here with you all. Which um, was totally fine because I was like, well, because we didn't answer in like that the 10 minutes or 15 yeah. minutes. I just started the grill because I had yeah. to get 15 minutes for it to get to temperature. Yeah. And so when you messaged me, I was like, well, that's pretty good timing because I just got to put the meat on and then I'll be good. I'll be good. Yeah. So, yeah. No need to worry about me. I was, I was fine. I was, I was just, what's it called? Uh, knocked out because of this uh, cough I've got. I don't know what else is going on here, but I, I, I'm probably going to have to go to the doctor one of these days. Um, that's never good. But um, let's just go ahead and get ready, dude. Let's go ahead and do this. Um, I, I, this is my my second rewatch of the film. Um, long long time ago in a galaxy far far away, as they say, right? Uh, when when uh, movie club ran for like a good month, uh, we did uh, lo- we did look at a couple of uh, Sofia Coppola films, and this was one of the ones that I watched, and I watched it for the first time, and I really liked it. So I can't wait to discuss what I thought about it on the second time. So uh, Brad, let's get ready for this. Um, if All you guys right. have not watched. Uh, the Virgin Suicides. It did come out in 1999. Fun fact, Brad, how old were you in 1999? Uh, 13. I was two. I was 13, yes. Yeah. If that doesn't say anything, um, I don't know what will. Um, with that said, you know, if you have not watched the film, then, um, you know, it's probably best that you click off and you don't hear spoilers. If you don't care, you can go ahead and uh, what's it called? Keep listening. Either way, how this goes, it's just water warning. And it is in effect. In a five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> All right, Brad. Introduce him to Sofia Coppola's The Virgin Suicides. Uh, okay. Come from our main source, Wikipedia. The Virgin Suicides is a 1993 debut novel by the American author Jeffrey Eugenides. The fictional story, which is set in Gross Point, Michigan, during the 1970s, centers on the lives of five doomed sisters, the Lisbon Girls. The novel is written in first-person plural from the perspective of an anonymous group of teenage boys who struggle to find an explanation for the Lisbon's deaths. The novel's first chapter appeared in the Paris Review in 1990 and won the 1991 Aga Khan Prize for Fiction. The novel was adapted into a 1999 movie by director Sofia Coppola. Are you, are you reading the novel, Paige? Kirsten Dunst. Oh, shit, I am. All right, yeah. that was the novel. That was the fucking novel. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on to the film. <laughs> well, that, that added you two minutes, roll. I'll just say. Oh, my God. Now, moving on to the film that was adapted from the novel that I just read about. Oh. Saving it. I'm saving it, bro. Oh my god! It's like, wait, I'm following along on the Wikipedia page. I'm like, bro, did you do the right one? <laughs> oh man, go! Cool. All right, still, still on Wikipedia. The Virgin Suicides is a 1999 American drama film. There we go. Written and directed by Sofia Coppola in her feature directorial debut, co-produced by Francis Ford Coppola, and starring James Woods, Kathleen Turner, Kirsten Dunst, A.J. Cook, and Josh Hartnett. The film also features Scott Glenn, Michael Perry, and Danny DeVito in minor roles with voice narration by Giovanni Ribisi. The Virgin Suicides is based on the 1993 best-selling debut novel of the same name by the American author Jeffrey Eugenides. The film follows the lives of five adolescent sisters in an upper-middle-class suburb of Detroit during the late 1970s. After the youngest sister, Cecilia, makes an initial attempt at suicide, all of the girls are put under close scrutiny by their parents. 
eventually being confined to their home, which leads to their increasingly depressive and isolated behavior. As in the novel, the film is told in first-person plural from the perspective of a group of adolescent boys in the neighborhood who were fascinated by the girls. Shot in 1998 in Toronto, the film was director Sofia Coppola's debut feature. It features an original score by the French electronic band Air. The film premiered at the 1999 Cannes Film Festival and received a limited theatrical release on April 21, 2000 in the United States, later expanding to a wide release in May 2000. The film was met with largely positive critical reception with both the performances and Coppola's direction receiving note. It was also praised for its lyrical representation of adolescent angst, visual style, and soundtrack. It is now recognized as a cult classic. 2015, the film ranked number 39 in Entertainment Weekly's list of the 50 best high school movies. The film marked the beginning of a working relationship between Coppola and star Kirsten Dunst, whom Coppola would cast as lead in several films in the following years. Yep. And budget, $6.1 million. Box office, $10.4 million. That, yeah, wow. That, um, well, you know, that's not a success, but... Not I mean, total failure. Not total failure, but break even. This probably. this film is really well known as being probably one of the best uh, book adaptations in film, and it's a film that pretty much launched Sophia's career. And uh, yeah, too. So you know, these are films that later on they what's it called? Uh, they they what's it called? Uh, make their effect. Uh, uh, what's it called with careers instead of being at the box office. Which we, we, we saw um, a lot with um, The Outsiders, too. Mm-hmm. Like, this had Kristen Dunst and Josh Hartnett, who became yeah. big stars. After Hayden this. Christensen, too. Mm. Hayden Christensen, yeah. Um, and, you know, just, um, you know, what's it called? It's, you know, it's, it's it's the first time feature of a filmmaker, you know. Especially, you know, being the daughter of Francis Ford Coppola, too, you know. That, that helps. That helps a yeah. lot. A lot of things. All right, Brad. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, Virgin Suicides? Um, I gotta go with uh, I I genuinely like the story. I, I you know I follow closely with it. Um, I like the cast. I thought the cast, being so young, did pretty well in what they were given. <coughs> um, it did have pacing issues for me though. There there were there were parts of it where I I was just like, you probably didn't need to go this in depth into whatever you're trying here. But as a directorial debut, that's kind of expected. Like, you're kind of getting your feet wet and just figuring out your style. Yeah. But overall, pretty good. Pretty decent. Brad, would you believe me? What's it called? Would you agree with me in saying that this was one of those movies where, like, so fucking awkward, I don't want to watch this movie again with the kids and how they interact with these girls? Yeah, and, and it's one of those things, like, Kirsten Dunst is 14 in this. Yeah. She's supposed to be a 14-year-old in this. I don't know actually how old she was. I think she was like 17 or something. Yeah, during the filming of this. So that's really awkward when you have like you you have like a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 16- and 17-year-old technically, and you're watching them like um, have sexual behavior, which that's normal growing up, but it's not something that I regularly want to watch, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's like, I'm mostly going at the kids, like, what's it called, uh, you know, what's it called, uh, interacting with each other, and like, you know, what's it called, that, especially that party scene. Oh, she was 17 when this was, uh, that party scene was super awkward. And this came out, so if this was, if this was, this was filmed in 96, she was 16 at the time. Okay. Yeah. I just, I'm thinking about like, you know, 
just them at the party like dude you notice that kid who literally went to go flirt with the mom yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah like, like straight up like you know these these were some thirsty teenagers yeah i'm just saying but like you know and that that poor math teacher yeah, that, that poor man just like he didn't know how to deal with just a house full of women let's let's just put that out there this, this, yeah. the man the man was busy in his hobbies and stuff yeah. he was so so happy to like have boys over they just kind of let them in and you know yeah i think this film is really good i think this is probably one of the best uh directorial debuts i think there i do agree with brad there's a pacing issue here uh i think that you know sophia learns to like at least work with that in the next couple of films or kind of improve it. Uh, it's just, uh, the film is just, I think the cast and story is wonderful. I, I love the way that she sticks to the whole for per, first person. Pl- what the fuck happened there? Bro? Oh, there we go. Um, I love how she sticks to the first person plural aspect of the book, kind of in a way of saying like, this is what's it called uh, the story of these girls through suburban, uh, what's it called? Teenage boys is uh, what's it called? Uh, view of them. And what happened, and that's why it feels like it's so. What's it called? Um, odd when you're listening to this story, and it's like you know what what is true because these are this is just what what these boys knew, and like they didn't know these girls like perfectly well, like what was happening inside that house. Um, you know, it's it's not it's like it's a really what's it called interesting film when I watch it over and over again. Um, but that second act does lose me a bit when when it gets like really really draggy. But I think once you get into like the third, it just like fucking ramps up, and I'm like, yeah, speeds up. yeah, and um, I really and, like what's going on there. And I just gotta say, Trip Fontaine is a total douchebag. Oh yeah, who the fuck? Oh, I know their prom day on the field. Like I just kind of left her. Like why? Like you could have like well, drove her ass exactly home why. that night because you know he exactly got what he wanted why. and just fucking bolted. Yeah, dickhead. Um, what's it called? Um, I, 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 I just like yeah. I know, I know. Like, I there's trip Fontaines out in the world, especially when they're doing their teenagers who are like, like, oh, they think that they're really interested. No, dude, you just wanted to fuck her, and once you got the chance to fuck her, you're like, okay, I'm out. Yeah, that's that's um. Although Josh Hartnett played that character like perfectly. Like perfectly play that character. Um, he he's the cool kid at school, and you know, although I did like when he goes to try to ask uh, Lux out, and and that first one when she's sitting with all her sisters eating her lunch, she basically just ignores his ass, and he oh, doesn't yeah. know what to do, so he just like does this and walks the fuck off. I thought that was pretty fun. I'm like, that's that's how you should treat him. Like, yeah. Also, I I love how like I've never lived in suburbia before. I'm pretty sure you've never, Brad. Um, What's it called? Um, I love how not at pretty... a young age. I lived in suburbia during college. Yeah, well, yeah, no, at a young age, like I love how pretty, like accurate this was to what I think that suburbia looks like. It's like look, everybody gossiping, everybody talking bad about, like, no, yeah. you would think that these these people would be, you know, what's it called, uh, empathetic about the fact that this little girl just tried to kill herself, and then. No, they're out there just like you know gossiping and talking about like what cop possibly was wrong and like blaming the mom and you know, in a way, a lot of this a lot of this movie is just a really big discussion on like how I, I, I mean it did go kind of it did I, I'll bring up the scene though when after Cecilia's um, killed herself on the fence post which 
I'm glad they didn't go into like a really gruesome death on that, nah. like, just straight through her. That would have been. I'm just glad they didn't do that for me. Um, but when the, you know that that was good to see com- their community come together and kind of take that fence out. Um, yeah. So so <laughs> it, 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 it has its good and its bads. Um, that community, but definitely, yeah, the gossiping and. But a lot of it's just they don't know about this family because this behind, this family's really behind closed doors because the mom mom's kind of like a drill sergeant like you yeah. know one little fuck up and you know at least from the perspective we're getting the mom was very harsh yeah which could have really been different like I kind of kind of understand where the mom would be very um you know um, protective over five dot was it five daughters yeah five daughters. Yeah. And um, because the dad didn't really seem to know what to do, you know, he wasn't like as a father figure. I he he was kind of just there. Yeah. So I I really think the mom kind of took on both roles of that, and you know, unfortunately, that was just tended to be too harsh on the daughters, apparently, and that's what caused this whole thing to go although that those final few scenes of the boys like finding the girls and um after after their their suicides that 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 was that was a very well filmed scene i mean it was hard to watch yeah and yeah i'm just i'll just go with that like it's this film is very well done but it's very difficult to watch yeah especially like you know they're going like like what's it called um uh, after um, um, the other sister kills herself, and what's it called? Uh, they basically like let her. You know, they really strict on her, on the girls, and then you know they they go to the homecoming dance, and all that happens. Like she becomes really like promiscuous and starts uh, like having sex on, on on roofs with like multiple men, and then um you know that whole scene where like everybody like all these it's like it really shows you like this disconnect between um you know um these girls who like. You know, and like most of this film is like pretty much a uh, like discussion on like the overt um, expectations of women growing up. You know, like how all oh, they're well, supposed to like what's it called be out and about like these crazy like what's it called the sexual objects to these teenage boys. And you know, even here for the kitty, would like even be felt up by like this what's, what one of these girls would be enough. I mean, it's like you know, dude, calm you, down. You, you're like calm down, bro. Like you know, but, are but, you did you be- not know what this family's been going through? Like. The fact that homegirls just like sitting out in the fucking sitting out in the living room smoking a cigarette like that, I'm like, I I, I think I'd rather lead with the question of like, are you okay? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. No, but then again, you know, teenage boys have two things on their mind, dude. Well, have one thing on their mind. Yeah. yeah Sex. Itself. Yep. <laughs> they um, think with the other head, not this one, the other head. Which also, this also um, kind of goes into growing up in a very religious household and how that can affect oh, know, yeah. people. Because the mom the, the mom at one point goes, like, no more rock and roll records. And oh, pretty yeah. Sure, pretty sure she poisoned them all by throwing those on the fire, <laughs> which was funny because she was like, let's just throw these out now. Like, I don't, I, I was watching, I was like, the second time around, I was like, I guess, the first time I was like, not paying attention. Second time I was like, you're not doing anything to the record. You're warping it, but you're not doing anything to the record, and you're gonna poison yourself by trying to burn this. Yeah, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it wasn't fully thought out. The mom's punishment. Let's let's just go with that. Yeah. Like it would have been better just to break the records. You're and just toss them out. Them out. 
Yeah. So yeah, the 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 mom and dad in this are kind of that. It's a really old school way of raising their children that you saw in the seventies, even the eighties, and it doesn't work necessarily. You know. Yeah, I just I was like, wow, like that really like felt odd. Um, but uh, it's also shot beautifully. I mean, you know, like re- like I haven't watched the Criterion restoration of this one, but like what's it called? I like just sticking to that very, very, very like it was. It felt very accurate to like that old school '90s, like what's it called, film stock. Really trying to like f- feel like it was like we're really like filming right there. It felt like. You know, we're really building that atmosphere and that um, in that um, aura of the household. I really do feel like you know, Francis Ford Coppola was kind of in the back there. You know, oh, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think I don't think he was taking over or anything, but yeah. I also think he was giving advice during this because a lot of these shots, yeah, kind of look like Francis Ford Coppola shots. Yeah, especially the coloring. Like I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that that you know Francis Ford Coppola was in her ear a bit, and but I think that like in the next couple of films we'll see like she really develops her style but like really what's here what's here that's her style i think it's the thematic stuff and like mm-hmm. looking at little girls and men and what's it called in the in adolescence within you know women and i think that's what you really start to see her style flourish and but you know i can see where you're going from i think that like you know she i mean in a way i think I I I I bet I I feel like I could bet that Francis Coppola was Francis Ford Coppola was in her ear. I, and, I mean I I met I like I'm not saying he directed or anything. I'm saying he was like <laughs> maybe, maybe you want to frame it like this. Yeah. But, let's mm-hmm. face it, the man's very good at fucking framing a shot. Like I would mm-hmm. go to Francis Ford Coppola and be like, that look good. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, I really like this film, and um I think that it's a pretty damn good um. What's it called? Uh, directorial debut from a uh, from a first time filmmaker. <clears throat> I looked. I love the score as well. The score is really good, and uh, yeah, I give this movie an eight out of ten. Brad, what do you give it? Um, I will give this movie a seven out of ten. Nice, nice. <clears throat> very well um, done. Very very good story. Um, very hard watch though. So it's it's another one of those old boys for me. I'm not gonna watch it for a couple years until I forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um apparently um Edward Lackman, what what did Edward Lackman do before? Um oh wow, that's crazy, dude. Um Edward Lackman was uh the cinematographer on this movie who what's it called um who had been a director of photography for, you know, films from like Vim Vender, Steven Soderbergh, Todd Haynes, oh, wow. you know. And then uh, Coppola's brother, Sofia Coppola's brother, uh, Roman Coppola was the second unit uh, director of the film. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm not here to say that, um, that what's it called? Um, nepotism is great because it's not, but some good things have come out of nepotism. Uh, I'll tell you that. But that's the thing though, is if your father is Francis Ford Coppola, yeah, you're going to use him. You, yeah. You're going to ask for advice. You're going to have him round set because it's fucking Francis Ford Coppola. Come on. I man. would too. I would too. I would too. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, you know, that and more on the next conversation about, um, about nepotism in, in, in the industry. So um, and, and, and again, for people who don't know, Nicholas Cage is his nephew. So explains how he got into acting. So um yeah. 
thank you guys for listening to our review of the Virgin Suicides. Um, I I'll go again and let you guys know I'm gonna be out from uh, you know Monday to Thursday, and then I'll be here for the weekend. And then next the following week, I'm gonna be in production, so I'm not gonna be on. I don't know. Brad's gonna be on. I know that Brad, when it comes to these reviews for the theme months, he's like, yeah, I'd rather do them with you. It's called uh, so he's not gonna do this. Um, right now, I don't even know if I can tell you that I'm gonna have a live show tonight because we got like a busy day today here at the family. Um, but I will let you know what's going to go down. Um, we're really sorry. Things are gonna about to get really weird with scheduling. Things are about to get really weird. But I graduate this month, and I also what's it called? I had to finish a movie this month, so um, I will let you know what's gonna go down, and. Um, with that said, um, I you know just stay patient with us, right, Brett? Yeah, that's all you can do. Yeah. All right. Want to thank everybody for coming on. Uh, for everybody who was who's watching, I have one person on here that says they're watching. So, you know, thank you all so much to that one person who's watching. Thank you to everybody who's listening on the replay, and um, thank you to our Patreon supporters because the Patreon supporters are the ones who make it happen. And guys, my my voice is just giving out, and I don't really want to keep talking. So I'm just gonna thank all the patrons in one go. Thank you all, writers, producers, executive producers, um, and uh, our wonderful people who make the show happen. You guys uh, are a big possibility about why, why this network continues to grow. So thank you so much. Guys, I'm probably going to have to go to the doctor. So, Brad, send him out. All right, bro. Thank you for being the host as always. Thank you to all our listeners Thank you for reading the, the novel Wikipedia page. I mean, you know... It, Movies based on the novel. It works. Um, thank you to all of those uh, <laughs> listeners, all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And, um, yeah, if you'd like to support us at patreon.com slash the nerdcore, we would love it. And also there's a lot of good tiers on there, so check it out. And I guess to end this, I'll just um, say um, watch out who you date. And it's, and it's 2021. Don't cheat. Young Yoda out.